Hello and welcome back. It's Kate from Zen Stitching and I'm joining you for another one of our Making Zen Online Retreat Chats with Artists. So today we have the uh, pleasure of joining Erica Amazing and I'm just going to send her a quick invitation to see if she would like to join our conversation. Um, making Zen well, the retreat that's happening next week. We've got so much going on. And I think we're in the process of connecting now, which is just wonderful. So Erica's workshop will be screened live on Thursday of next week. And you're in for a real treat. Erica shares some wonderful um wonderful processes with us and I don't want to go give too much away before she joins us today so let me see if I can get her to connect hmm, let's see now my phone's playing up and it's not letting me find her let's see No, we're almost there. I can hear Hi. some noises. Are you connecting over there? Erica? Hi, Kate. I, I think I'm here, but can you see me? I can't see you, no, but I can definitely hear you. So how come you cannot see me? I've got my camera on. Hmm. That's a good question. Now I'm seeing, I'm seeing the reverse. I'm seeing like the little camera of your iPhone. Have you got it um, faced towards a mirror or something? I think now it's yes. There we go. Great. Now I can see you. <laughs> ah, fabulous. So lovely to connect Thank with you. How are you? We are today? very excited to have the opportunity to connect and share our love for stitching. <laughs> Yes, absolutely. And all those great things. And um, yeah, <laughs> we've got Unbusying who's saying yay, and we've got people connecting and clapping. So I think there's a lot of people who are looking forward to hearing what you have to um, say and share with us today. So Erica, you're joining us for the retreat and your workshop is screening next Thursday. Would you like to give people a little bit of a hint of what they can expect from you? Well, I will be um, uh, holding a workshop which is called Innerware Flower Power Story and Stitching. <laughs> and I think that already gives away that I love to tell story. Now here in the Northern Hemisphere, I'm calling in from Germany. It's always spring, like the height high season of spring like last week was beltan just of course like everything is blooming so uh, i tell the story that every human is a flower as an initiation to go inside yeah to connect with our inner flower and then stitches what i what i call innerware uh, in uh, like in panties or like in, in a top or, uh, things like that and I think it's very very magical <laughs> because this is like a second skin when we wear it then we consciously connect with this yeah flower power 
Mm. And I, I absolutely love that. And I'm, I'm so intrigued. I really want to know more because I love that you're connecting story with stitching, with symbols and personal relations and meanings um, behind the symbols as well. Where do you get, where do you find your stories from? Because they're just wonderful. The one that you shared with us that we will get a chance to see next Thursday in the workshop, for example. And I always weave with the natural cycles. So I always go inside. It's like a shamanic journey for me. But I connect with the spirits and with nature, which is like surrounds me. Uh, and yeah, and then I... Like I've got such a great pool of uh, fairy tales and stories because I love it since my childhood. Uh, I'm originally from Kazakhstan and so uh, the Slavic background, uh, like we were brought up with fairy tales and that uh, never left me. So since my childhood until now, uh, it's like I'm a, a walking, a weaving library of different stories. So then I journey inwards and feel what wants to uh, speak through me. Uh, and that's how the stories just come from inside, the same like the symbols. For me, it's really an activation to our own soul's um, images, which lie inside of us. Mm -hmm. Well, I just love it because I guess... Um, the stories, the, the fairy tales that you um, read and had read to you growing up are probably completely different to the ones that I've experienced with my uh, childhood. And so I really love that you're bringing new fairy tales to me. And I also really like how you're connecting these, um, these stories to a, an inner strength or an inner power as well. Where did you get the inspiration to um, take some of these personal symbols and stitch them on your inner wear? Yeah, I think that um, began when I, I wanted to connect with my ancestral lineage. Like as I mentioned, I was born in Kazakhstan and then um, with nine years, I moved to Germany, but I also lived abroad for many, many years. I've been married to a Moroccan guy. I've got a five culture kids. And so there were so many different ancestral threads um, where I felt always uh, disconnected and overwhelmed by. And then it was in 2017 when I met my Russian embroidery teacher who taught me how to embroider this destiny towel with my very original symbols that connect me to my original, they're called Berigini goddesses symbols. And that was like a remembering, like putting back the pieces, yeah, to make me feel complete and like I'm consciously uh, weaving the threads. And that was like the start, mm -hmm. like with the destiny towel and my shamanic dress, which is all woven with the sacred symbols that connect me to my, like I call it like my second skin. Like that's why inner wear is like, I wear it, but it's like a conscious wearing of my power and magic and consciously owning it. And, and that went, came mm. in more and more intimately to even like my most precious self, like the underwear. <laughs> um, there is nothing more close than the underwear. 
and that's how it came to me or through me yeah yeah i i absolutely love it because um sometimes our underwear is probably the last thing we give any thought to you know like you put it on in the morning and off you go kind of thing. Uh, unless, of course, you have some very pretty lingerie that you might wear on special occasions. So I love that you're, um, you're taking these things that can be very utilitarian and making them special and making them sacred. And from choosing and embroidering the motifs onto them, you're constantly reaffirming with yourself the um, symbolism and the meaning behind those motives. So every time you see them, you're like, oh yes, that's right. So I, I really like that you're, um, you have them on your outerwear, but you also have them on your innerwear too, because it's a nice personal thing that you mm -hmm. know is there, but not everybody else needs to know it's there as well. Yes, and it's very healing as well yeah. like I was journeying with breast cancer and developing like my healing symbols on these places where my tumor was for example um, felt very healing mm. because I would connect to the day and also while stitching those healing symbols and while by wearing it and just this could be a very brief moment where I connect with it but I feel that this is like a healing um, touch yeah uh, that I give myself yes. and and because it's also very slow stitching that's why sense stitching i think describes it so beautifully yeah uh, to slow down or really connect mm -hmm. with our with our own body and, and those um, healing symbols i found very transformation and very healing Mm. And because um, I think this is something that a lot of touches a lot of people uh, going through an experience like this. If it's not ourselves, then we always know someone who is going through a journey like what you're, what you've gone through. How do you come up with symbols that um, help you work your way through an event like um, breast cancer? Do you have set symbols, or is it something that you? Um, kind of identify with or are there yes I'm just curious to know how you discovered or, or found your symbols um, yeah I'm also a Siberian shamanic practitioner so I love going on shamanic journeys like for example to speak with my tumor and to invite in a, a helping spirit uh, that supports me uh, with my healing journey and that's how symbolism emerged I'm also a, a runic uh, a rune sister uh, and the runes are vibrations and are also um, like threads that's from our birth on weave us into the bigger web uh, called in Nordic mythology mm -hmm. web of weird so we are already born whole but a disease shows uh, that there's something uh, missing yeah or there's a knot in the thread of, uh, of our life threads and then connecting consciously with my birth runes, for example. Yeah, or in the Slavic tradition, there are also runes, Slavic runes, which you also see here. So if I know that those are my helping spirits <laughs> um, from my birth on, and knowing them and stitching them is like really like reweaving myself back into wholeness in a conscious uh, way. 
and inviting uh, the runes or the helping spirits uh, and then uh, taking it further do they have a symbols like most of them have got symbols or empowering objects and, and it's like an unraveling it's like going on a journey the more then I connect with mm. them the more it becomes clearer uh, what kind of symbol emerges uh, okay so it's it's an inner dialogue with yourself and the wisdom that you're connecting with and the symbols make themselves yep. known to it's, you it's really like a very magical process the more yeah. space i make and that's why stitching is beautiful it's very slow if we do it in a secret way like uh, mm. now i want like with the flower staying with the flower yeah because i want to activate my flower essence to to bloom with spring to receive the sun and full blooming uh, then which um, flowers just up like for me it was um the yellow tulip uh, and I, I bought myself yellow tulips for my birthday because i'm a spring uh, girl i have birthday on the fourth of april uh, shortly afterwards, I was telling this story. So the the yellow tulip emerged, and that, that's why I embroidered the yellow tulip uh, in my uh, in my uh, uh, top. <laughs> I'm so glad you brought it to share with everyone. Can you hold it up so people can um, see yeah. what we're talking about here? This is lovely. So this is like on a, a singlet, would you say, or a, a tank top? depending on what part of the world you're coming from yes. an undergarment and it's the it's a, it's a yellow tulip that, that helps describe it yes absolutely love it and it looks like you've used um chain stitch to create yes. the the image the yes pattern. chain stitch and um here this is i don't even know the names properly <laughs> in english uh those are like, like strings like um and here uh, it's a yes, different so kind of stitch different kind of stitch yeah it's just lovely and there's a comment coming in from unbusying saying mm -hmm, thank beautiful you. it's it's very very lovely and um i know i'm very lucky because i get a, a sneak peek of what is being um what you're sharing with everyone next week and i know um some of the other suggestions that you're, you're sharing with some of your other uh, underwear or innerwear garments, I think, well, as you mentioned, you're a spring baby, so Aries. So you also incorporated imagery of um, uh, the Aries symbol into your stitching. And also, was it elderflower? Yes, that was on, on my panties. This is my, my, my other one, like... Yeah, so this is the area symbol it's and um, in runic, <laughs> like in the runes, uh, like area stands ah, uh, like for the beginning, yeah, like spring, the first shoots of flowers. And so Feho uh, is in runic uh, astrology is the f very first rune and also stands for uh, new beginnings. And because... Um, Runic astrology is very, very deep. Uh, wisdom is also associated with elderflower. So, uh, and that's why I embroidered 
the energy flow <laughs> to go with it. So it's connected and interwoven with many different threads um, that have been we weaving through me. Mm. So you're just open to what imagery comes in, what ideas come in, and then uh, through the process, that's uh, they come in and they manifest, and that's how you stitch them onto your, yes. your fabric. So how how would you suggest um, for other people who might be going through a, a similar journey with breast cancer or another um, illness like that, how would you suggest they tap into finding um, a, a personal symbol of power. Are, are there any suggestions that you might have on how people can tap into their inner wisdom? Well, I've got three practices which were ha very helpful for me. <laughs> uh, the Siberian shamanism uh, that I talked about because uh, when we go on a shamanic journey, we can tap into this most of the time uh, subconscious like lost soul parts where we don't have access to and the disease is always an invitation to bring something back to revive something back into wholeness so shamanic journey is a fantastic way i'm also also a soul-based coach uh, which is also like through the coaching a, a way to tap into very simple questions into our own inner soul uh, soul medicine or the third way there was a buddhistic practice called church feeding your demons which is very similar to shamanic journey actually um, where there is a process to talk directly to your disease uh, to your uh, fragmented parts um, and to learn how to listen to this subconscious uh, part uh, what it wants to tell you and you can ask this uh, a, a fragmented part like why are you here um, and call in an Ellie like uh, who wants to help me with this yeah and uh, asking this uh, Ellie mm -hmm. uh, like directly do you have a symbol for a healing symbol for me um, and, and then start stitching and that itself is then already part of a healing uh, journey and we don't know how long mm -hmm. it takes it's about staying uh, like open uh, and intimate with our own healing journeys and symbols i found very empowering and very healing mm -hmm. would you say it's almost like acknowledging and befriending yes. it that oh absolutely else? especially our most fragmented parts that just want to be seen uh, and, and uh, listened to. Otherwise, they would have not gone uh, so deeply fragmented, which is then in the underworld, like in shamanic way, it's like uh, it's hidden in the underworld. Like that's why it's like demons. So it also comes comes from this mm. Buddhist path. But it, uh, demon also contains diamond, our higher self in it. It's like bringing light, our conscious, to our unconscious, fragmented parts. And this way of like stitching is like a really conscious reweaving like of our fragmented parts yeah. with our empowered symbols or the guides um, which are always available to us. Mm. 
Well, it's, it's really interesting you should say that because I, I know that one of the symbols that you embroidered was the diamond. And when you made the connection between diamond and the demons, you gave me goosebumps. It was pretty powerful stuff. So um, I can see how that would be very, very powerful for the individual to be stitching it and wearing it and understanding the many facets and you know diamonds are strong they're beautiful they can reflect and hold all colors and what a and that's just touching the surface um so to be able to in wear something like that on your heart or wherever you need to feel that power is is very um Oh, my goodness, powerful, I guess, for want of a better way of describing yes. that. Yes, it's like really, even our hardest experiences, it's a feeling that um, we are holding our destiny and our power in our own hands. Otherwise, it's very easy on the medical path yeah, to be very discouraged and overwhelmed. And it's like always a feeling to be thrown there and there in all directions. Whereas this is you're literally holding it in, in your own hands and then wearing it on, on your own self. Uh, it's a feeling like I'm holding my destiny threads instead of being pulled by others in all different directions. Mm. Mm. It's, um, it's very strong and, and very empowering. It's... Um, I think after listening to this conversation and, and seeing your demonstration next Thursday, I think everybody's going to rush away and do lots of embroidery mm -hmm. on their undergarments of all the different um, symbols that they find con that they personally connect with, which I think is just wonderful. And um, you've also provided as part of um, the bonus for people who are interested, a wonderful book of symbols. Would you like to share a little bit about that? Yes, it's a book of 27 uh, Birgini goddess uh, symbols, like um, I mentioned, um, being also initiated into the Slavic feminine wisdom that from birth, um, we have been woven by seven goddesses <laughs> uh, and they help us, support us through all our life to fulfill our soul, our destiny. And this is book, this book is about the 27 goddesses. And uh, if women are interested to find out their unique symbols, they can get in touch with me. But it's not necessary. You can also read through the book and uh, there's a description, what each symbol, which goddess stands for what uh, in life. And we can, through the stitching and connecting with the symbols, um, we can bring the matching into our own lives. We can empower the water which, which we drink. Um, um, yeah, like there's a courageous, there's a warrior's goddess. It's like 27 archetypes of the great mother and, and uh, Slavic mythology is Mokosh. And we all carry those archetypes within us. And when we start to consciously work with them, it's also um, part of this like reclaiming our magic and power and consciously weave our destiny. Yeah, yeah. I, I absolutely love it. And I, I know everybody yeah. else will too. Erica, it's been an absolute joy chatting with you today. Thank you Thank so you. much for your time. I'm super delighted. 
super delighted that you're part of Making Zen and I think everybody else is going to be thrilled as well to participate in your workshop. Um, is there any anything you'd like to share with us before we wrap up today? I don't want to share. <laughs> um, yeah, this is also um, the wisdom what I wrote in my book. Uh, I actually wrote two books. The first was based on my reweaving of my different ancestor threads where I also uh, write about the stitching and the different meanings of the symbolism. Um, uh, and the second one uh, is about my healing journey, where I also write how healing it was, the stitching and different symbolism. Yeah, so maybe some people, if they want to uh, go deeper, um, yeah, this is also an opportunity to get in touch with me. And like I always like to say, like to weave, like to co-creatively weave, weave uh, with me, which in the Nordic mythology is the weirding way, the conscious weaving way. And that's, um, is that the, your, the title of your website or the title of one of your books? It's, it's something that I know you use quite often in your um, mm -hmm. communication. So if, if people are interested to learn more and would, be, and would like to find these books, where's the best spot that they can find well, them? Well, my website, it's all described on my website, www.erikaamazing.me. Uh, again, because I like to weave, <laughs> to consciously weave things in, my surname Macy is then woven in the, in the name of my website. Mm. Wonderful, and then the, and they can find your website either by just typing that in or connecting through to your Instagram page, yes. and I'm sure they can find yes. find more there. That's um, right. Yes. Well, much love. Um, I'm super thrilled you're here, and we've had lots of people sending <laughs> love hearts, lots and of love bags, and flowers, and all kinds of things. <laughs> So I think I think you're sharing the love to many. So I thank you again, and um, I look forward to everybody participating in in your work. Thank you so week. much, Kate, for the space uh, to share and for the organizing such yeah. a fantastic event. Thank you, thank you very much. It's my pleasure. It's an absolute joy, and thank you to everybody who is participating as well and joining in our conversations. Thank you. Bye. Much, much love. Much love.